This Advisor Success Series podcast is brought to you by Astron Life. Get more out of Astron Life. More opportunity and value for both you and your clients. In this week's Advisor Success Series podcast, we travelled to the Sunshine Coast to interview Pool Group's specialist risk advisor, Hayden White. There are some great takeaways from this conversation that we hope will hold value for you, particularly for those advisors and advice businesses who are seeking the right formula that successfully combines accounting and financial planning advice services. Hayden offers some excellent tips on the best ways to engage with accountants and for accountants in turn to engage with the financial planning side of the advice business. We're joined today by specialist risk advisor for the Sunshine Coast-based pool group, Hayden White. G'day Hayden, how are you? Great, thanks Peter. Well, thanks for joining us today and for the opportunity to have a bit of a chat about the pool group and the success it has seemingly experienced over quite a long period of time. To start off with, do you think you could give us and our listeners a brief description of the pool group as it is today and perhaps how it's evolved to what it's become? Yeah, sure. So the pool group today uh, comprises of a number of different divisions. It's primarily an accounting-based firm, but over, I suppose, the last 15 to 20 years has grown into other divisions within the firm, which consist of self-managed super fund division, uh, general insurance, bookkeeping. Obviously, I head up the the personal risk side of things, um, and we have a direct equity side of things. So we have a pretty big presence on on the Sunshine Coast, given that when a client comes into the firm, the majority of financial services are available for the client. Um, And so it really gives the client the ability to sort out different independent services all within the one firm. Um, From where it's actually come from, the the pool group has been operating on the Sunshine Coast for over 35 years. It was started by uh, a gentleman named Keith Poole. Um, He actually worked right up until his sort of late 70s, early 80s. Uh, he's passed away uh, for a number of years now, but his son Don Poole still works in the firm as a, as a partner and shareholder, um, and he still looks after some of Keith's old clients. So there has been, a, I suppose, a long tradition within the firm of of uh, making sure that that clients remain within the firm, and a lot of that, I suppose, the culture and the service comes back to Keith's legacy, and it was that old school sort of business model of. You know, you say what you, I suppose you're going to do what you say you're going to do in regards to helping the clients out. It's also a benefit to the clients to make sure that, um, you know, when they're coming to advice, whether it's accounting or investment, they know that it's independent. Um, and Keith sort of installed this methodology to always do the best thing by the client. So at certain times that might mean that you don't go ahead with certain things or you lose business, but that's because it's the best interest of the client and that's been installed throughout all the processes within the pool group. All right, so it started about 30 years ago? Yeah, a bit over 35 years ago, yeah. Would would it um, be reasonable to contemplate the fact that that the pool group's obviously grown and and become a, a very successful business? Has the nature of the services evolved um, along with the nature of the development of the Sunshine Coast area in general? Uh, yes, it has. There's, there's been obviously a greater need. Obviously, you wouldn't survive being in 35 years in one place, being the Sunshine Coast, which is sort of a bit like a country town at heart still. Um, you know, you, if you do something wrong, you, you're known about it on the Sunshine Coast. So 
to, to stay in business this long, you have to do the right thing. Um, the pool group has been able to grow their, their client base quite significantly over the, over the last sort of 10 to 15 years, especially in regards with the investment side of things and the risk side of things. And those other divisions have come along due to, yes, the demand in making sure that clients have been looked after in other areas, not just tax. But yeah, the development on the Sunshine Coast has definitely grown demographic-wise in regards to we have a large sort of ageing population on the Sunshine Coast. So we've recently introduced an aged care services for Centrelink and, and aged care services within going into retirement homes. Um, so there's all those aspects which has, I suppose, forced our clients to ask the question, hey, do you guys do this? Do you do that? Um, and accountants by trade are very good at being given advice in, in all our areas of, of the financial side of things, but obviously they're not specialists in, in all those areas. So that's, I suppose, how it's developed over the years along with the, the ageing population on the Sunshine Coast and the growth that we've had in, in the construction side of things as well. Okay, so it uh, remains, um, as you're saying, a reasonably small community feel in terms of um, living here, but nonetheless, yep. Uh, the, the needs of uh, the community and prospective clients have become more sophisticated over yeah, that 30-year period? Yeah, definitely. I think sort of any, any sort of demographic these days, there is a lot more education available free of hand. So people are becoming more astute in regards to what they can access um, financial-wise in regards to the services. And that's definitely played a key role in regards to what we can offer at, at Pool Group. Um, obviously, with people like the baby boomers, we have a lot of people that come to the Sunshine Coast, especially from down south, that like to come up and, and retire to a warmer weather. Yes, I'm um, thinking about it. I'll <laughs> come back to you on that, Hayden. And the, and the house prices seem to be a lot cheaper than, than Sydney and Melbourne. So we do, we do have that aspect that comes up. And a lot of them are astute ex-business people themselves. And a lot of the people on the Sunshine Coast with existing businesses are normally small to medium-sized businesses. That's just how the coast, the coast has grown. Um, but a lot of the people that also come to the, the coast are normally sort of self-funded retirees. Um, so they've come from those business environments where they are seeking out additional services and, and they're pretty well educated as well. All right, so it's not exactly unique for an accounting firm to branch out into delivering uh, financial advice and retirement planning, nor is it um, unusual or uncommon for a financial advice firm to branch out into accounting. How does the relationship work for the accounting client to become a financial advice client? Are the, are the connections right? Is there a good structure that you've got in place? Yeah, we do have a, have a good structure. I suppose the, the process, and that's how it's driven process-wise. Um, nine times out of 10, uh, if it's a new client coming to the firm, they'll be coming for accountancy services. That's normally what they're coming for initially. And then off the back of that, over the years, we've sort of trained the accountants into simply asking the additional questions. And it's really about educating the, the client rather than, than trying to sell the client something from the fact that a lot of the times we notice that clients coming here haven't had a review on their insurance policies for a number of years or their, or their superannuation has been left with no, with no review for a number of years. So we do have set processes in force where the accountants will engage those clients. Now, some accountants are better at it than others as far as referring that side of things. Um, some like to take a more established approach and like to get the tax return done and establish that, I suppose, that bond with the client first. Um, before they start asking those additional questions. Whereas we've got a number of other accounts within the firm that are quite comfortable in, I suppose, in approaching that question first up. Our process normally is a very softly, softly approach in that we'll normally get them to, to sign a third party authority. And that will sometimes even be 
pre the appointment from a processing point of view so that by the time they come in, we've actually already got access to the superannuation and the insurance and maybe investments outside of super. So that when the client comes in, not only are they prepared for the accounting side of things, but we've all, all also prompted them from the financial services side of things. Um, and then I will normally be involved in the process um, post that third party authority. And sometimes it'll be at the first appointment or sometimes it might be 12 months down the track, depending on how that relationship develops with the accountant. Okay, so let's come back to asking the right questions now. Um, accountants are accountants for a reason, as opposed to financial advisors who are the ones that are more naturally uh, disposed to asking those questions. So you talked about training your accountants to ask those questions. For everyone else out there that's listening that has a financial planning accounting link up, how do you train the accountants to ask those right questions that will take them down of those other services, other advice services? Yep. So we normally run, I suppose, a, a light-hearted lunch or a seminar once every couple of months with the key accountants. And they, within the firm here, the way that it's structured is that we have a number of partners in the firm and then under each one of those partners is normally account manager. Um, and then behind the account manager, you'll have a number of support staff, which will be bookkeeping and junior accounts and those sort of people. So the ones that actually hold the relationship with the, um, with the client are normally the partner or the account manager. They're the ones that will see them face to face. So we normally do a fair bit of work with them, um, as I said, once every couple of months um, to make them aware of what's going on as far as any possible legislation changes, um, you know, new product updates. We normally give them monthly updates on our claim statistics within the firm as well. And that seems to be a key driver in for them to understand the importance of referring clients. Okay. Um, when I first came to this firm nearly 10 years ago, um, it was a bit of that, as you said, accountants are accountants by, by nature and it's very much, you know, sit in your booth, six minute block sort of things. Um, and it sort of took time because they weren't used to going outside the realms of accountancy services on the on the risk side of things. So the biggest benefit um, that I've seen for them to, to get the questions across to the clients from an education point of view is more so around the claim side of things. Um, I mean, unfortunately, we've had a number of staff within the firm here itself that have actually claimed through insurance policies. Um, and they've really seen the value in, I suppose, the service and the advice that we've provided from start to finish especially around the claims side of things so the clients don't have to get involved. And so for them, it's really been an education uh, from, a, from a long journey perspective to finally get them to realise that, hey, you know, this is important. And then once that sort of kicks in, it then becomes, I suppose, second nature to them. Okay, very good. So in the uh, spirit of this being a, a few conversations that we're having to uh, successful advice practices, are there things, are there a couple of things that you can point to that uh, particularly uh, during your time with the pool group that says this is why this business has been successful and continues to evolve and continues to be successful. Is it a couple of things or is it more a summary of everything that we've been speaking about to date? Oh look, I think it is a couple of things. One of the things is I think um, passion within, within any job, whether it's insurance, um, you know, whatever, being a teacher, whatever the job might be, I think if you've got passion for what you do then nine times out of ten you're going to succeed, um, whether, that, whether that takes five minutes or five years. And that's a passion you're talking about, a collective passion for the, uh, everyone that works within the business? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, as I said, from the claims point of view, because we have had a number of claims, um, that has 
really reflected in regards to how passionate we are to protecting clients going forward um, because they've seen the benefits of, of clients being protected previously. So I mean, for myself, I am very passionate about um, protecting clients. Um, so I've sort of, I suppose, installed that passion and sometimes I probably think I am annoying with how much I rabbit on about insurance. Um, but a lot of the times it's just coming back to being about passionate about that service and making sure that they're aware that, hey, it's not just the accounting side of things that needs to be taken care of. So I suppose that's, that's the key thing that I see within creating that relationship with the accountants. Um, because I think a lot of accountants have possibly been burnt in the past with financial services. Um, and I suppose for someone to come on board to make them realise that, hey, this isn't just another cell. Um, this is actually important for the client from a protection uh, point of view. And to bring that passion on board, make sure that they see that, hey, we're not just here for five minutes, we're here for the long term to make sure that sure. everyone's protected. So I think that's key. Another key thing for us that I've noticed has been making sure that we have processes and that we're very efficient. Um, okay. and, and that seems to have been a real key with the accountants because a lot of their work is, is process driven. Um, a lot of their work, they need to be efficient in trying to make sure that, you know, from a timing point of view, that they don't have too much whip on the books, for example, and that they're billing the clients correctly. So for us, it's making sure that when a client gets referred to us, we are looking after them in, in an efficient way and it's done from a processing point of view, not just in an ad hoc sort of way. Okay, so you're talking about process and efficiency and um, lots of advice businesses, advisors um, listening in will say, well, yes, that, that, that's something that we, uh, it's a mantra that we uh, adopt in our business as well. Um, how do you actually implement it? Is there a secret, is there a, a structure that you have that actually enables the processes and the efficiencies to yep. actually be achieved? Yep, so it's within each of the interview rooms that when clients come in, especially during tax time, which is obviously very busy, um, all the accountants are aware of the process in regards to things like third party authorities. Um, so they are aware that they can tell the client, hey, this is a, you know, a free service, no obligation, we'll review everything. The process is that that is done essentially that day. That form is then given to myself or, or our administration team. It's processed and then we all have time limits in regards to turnaround times to get that information back, okay. back to the client. So, um, and then we report that information back to the account so they're actually aware of what's going on with that so client. So you have that monitoring? Exactly, that, on, that ongoing monitoring. So that's important for us and I suppose, again, because accounts like, like that sort of process from here to A to B, that that fits in well with, I suppose, the referral side of things rather than just trying to do something on an ad hoc basis. So the same thing applies at any time a client wants to come in here and look at setting up a self-managed super fund. Well, it's not just the partner or the accounting manager, but it flows all the way down to the admin person in that team that they know that from a compliance point of view, the first process is review what they've got in their existing super fund. Um, that's the first step. We're not going down the track of doing an SOA for a self-managed super fund. We need to know what's actually in your existing super fund because we've had a number of issues in the past where clients have tried to change super funds and then we find out, hey, you've got a health issue, so we, you need to stay where you are. All right then. Okay, so as we come to the uh, towards the end of our conversation, 
uh, in your almost uh, 10 years with the poor group, um, got to ask you the question, Hayden, are there things you'd do differently if you had your time over again in terms of, de say, de developing the risk side of the, uh, the business? Look, I don't think I would do things differently. I don't really have, I don't, certainly don't have any regrets. I've been very fortunate. Um, I do count myself very fortunate to work in this firm. It, it is an amazing firm on the Sunshine Coast and one of the biggest sort of accounting firms north of, north of Brisbane. Um, as far as doing things differently, um, I suppose there's always, you can always look back and go, yeah, there's different processes or different things that I would have done differently. But I think we've done it as well as what we could have. Um, we've never really pushed um, ultra hard to get the sales with the clients. And sometimes other people might go, okay, well, you could have gotten the client at an earlier stage or you, know, you could have gotten more money out of them or whatever. That's never been our agenda. It's always been about educating the client. Um, I suppose my only thing that I may have changed in the past is probably getting more admin support at an earlier age, okay. um, at an earlier stage, I should right. say, um, because there has been a number of times where we've just been run off our feet and okay. you know, uh, work-life balance can sometimes take a, a backward step. So I think uh, for me, uh, my advice would be in a larger firm is trying to get young guys in or young people in at an earlier age so that they can be actually trained up and actually assist with the advice process rather than it just being all on my shoulders, so to speak. Okay, so there are some great messages there. And uh, just to finish off as uh, we, we complete our conversation, would you have um, one message, uh, a single thing, uh, when you're talking um, to advisors out there, uh, say risk-focused advisors out there that are work, the work within the network that involves an accounting firm with referrals uh, into, whether it's within the firm or even externally, is there one thing uh, above everything else that works when it comes to the great relationships with the accounting side of the business? Definitely. The thing I have found, and this is from past experience with other relationships with um, other accounts that didn't work as well, is that you need to be in the office with them. Um, that, is, that is the one thing that drives the referrals because accountants are so busy and so in time poor, the majority of referrals that we pick up are during the lunch breaks or walking down the hall and seeing each other and someone will go, oh, I just saw so-and-so and by the way, I want you to give them a call regarding this. So I think for anyone trying to develop a relationship with accountant, I think it is key that you're actually within the firm. Otherwise, it's sort of out of sight, out of mind. All right. Well, that's that's a great learning and a great place to finish in what is clearly a successful business here on the Sunshine Coast. Hayden White, Paul Group Risk Specialist. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Peter. This Advisor Success Series podcast was brought to you by Asteron Life. Contact your Astron Life BDM on 1800 739 641 to find out how both you and your clients can get more out of Astron Life.